Show Me The Money with your host, Jane Luscombe. Shifting the dial and getting the penny to drop. Here's Rob Everett of the Financial Markets Authority on the need for agencies, providers and advisors to work together to lift New Zealanders' financial capability in a time of low interest rates and low investor confidence. Um, and the reality, uh, even though New Zealand has had a pretty good run compared to most jurisdictions over the last five or so years, um, confidence in markets, uh, particularly uh, for those who aren't habitual investors, uh, is low, I think. Um, confidence in financial institutions, the providers of financial products, financial advice is low. Uh, confidence in regulation and regulators is low. So uh, there's a backdrop here that we need to uh, be honest about confronting as we uh, try and encourage people to, to look at this area differently. Um, and part of our mandate as the FMA is to encourage people to uh, invest and participate in our markets with confidence. Um, and so it's important for us to to do what we can to shift some needles um, on some dials. Uh, for us then as the markets regulator, the conduct regulator, um, one of our key uh, strategic priorities um, is uh, retirees um, and the risks they face. Uh, we've heard about some of those, but I'll, I'll run through a few that uh, particularly play on our minds. Obviously poor financial planning, uh, we've heard some of the statistics. Uh, we, uh, we put out some research a while ago for uh, over 50s, um, Something like 46% of those didn't have a financial plan. I saw some uh, an article in Stuff this morning talking about only 40% of people follow a budget. Um, I personally suspect all of those figures are inflated and actually it's much worse than that. So people's general financial planning uh, without external help is extremely poor. And that's a, that's a global phenomenon. I would say it's as bad, if not worse, than the average here. Um, we see people making, on occasion, very poor investment decisions. Uh, I'm talking about the retire, retiree population here, um, or certainly at least the uh, population that's approaching retirement. Uh, we see an increased susceptibility in that population to scams and frauds, uh, particularly in low interest rates environments where people are feeling pressure to get yield. It's a classic breeding ground for people um, to get ripped off. Um, we do put out a lot of warnings. We've done some work um, on getting some of the warnings to do more prominent on Google when people do Google searches. Uh, but we are extremely conscious that um, the fact that we put out a warning uh, doesn't reach that much of the population, uh, quite frankly, so um, it's a you know, relatively limited use. Uh, we're conscious too that there are still unrealistic expectations as to returns. Um, obviously we are in a low interest rate environment and uh, I'm not an economist, but everyone else seems to think that's going to last quite a while and our research tells us people haven't adjusted uh, to that. So if you're talking about financial planning, that's obviously pretty, pretty key. Um, one of the issues mentioned earlier, um, for that population, the over 50, the over 55 population, there's very little time to recover from a significant loss uh, from investments. Um, so that's something that makes that population uh, particularly at risk. Uh, if you look at the equity market crash in 87, you look at the financial finance companies issues, uh, the biggest sectors of the people who got hurt most were over 50. Uh, most of those people have very little time to recover uh, those savings uh, in time for what they would have planned to be their retirement. A couple of other features that have come out in our research that are relevant in this space. Um, children are going to be dependent on their parents for longer than perhaps most of, certainly my generation would have expected. Um, again, that may change, but I think at this point, uh, most people with kids know that there's a decent chance they'll be at home longer and quite possibly dependent for longer after that. 
So monetizing equity in the family home, that's, that's a nice idea, but actually I'm not sure that for everyone that's going to be as realistic um, as it may have been uh, 10 years ago. Um, and lastly, I suppose I mentioned behavioral biases. Um, we put out a white paper on uh, behavioral insights. Uh, it's incredibly important that uh, providers of financial services, uh, or financial products, or financial advice, um, and indeed uh, investors themselves uh, be conscious of and mitigate against some very natural behavioral biases which regulators are looking at around the world. They're incredibly consistent in virtually every jurisdiction in which you look at them. Um, and it's insane not to look at what those biases do to people um, as they plan for their um, future. We, we've heard several times today about, um, on the one hand, I might warn people not to blow your KiwiSaver and stick all on a boat at retirement, but actually increasingly in the current environment, the issue is not really so much that. It's more about people not actually investing that money in retirement in a way which will uh, last for their retirement because they're not prepared to take risk. So sticking it to a deposit, low interest rate environment, actually, generally speaking, it's probably not going to add up. So what are we doing uh, in this space? Um, well, we are trying to encourage people, of course, to, to plan ahead and invest productively. Uh, we're doing a lot of work with the Commission. Uh, it's incredibly important that um, all of the government agencies, the providers, the, the players in this space work together. There's a shared responsibility here to change this dynamic significantly. KiwiSaver is a massive game changer and at the moment it hasn't really translated into what needs to happen for people coming out of KiwiSaver. Um, I think, as I say, the penny is starting to drop, um, but we have to accelerate that process of people understanding um, how to plan and how to use KiwiSaver as a component of that and not to assume that actually it's the whole game. Uh, we're encouraging people to seek advice. This is complicated. Uh, I've not got a head for numbers despite my job. Um, and some of what we've talked about here, which is reasonably standard financial planning, is going to leave 99% of the population completely adrift. So the ability for people to get advice, uh, and advice of different degrees, whether it's what you might call relatively simple advice, whether it's actually quite complex financial planning, that will depend on the circumstances, and that's incredibly important. So I think the FAA review, the Financial Advisors Act review, um, has an important place. Um, people should consider insurance. Um, You've heard about that today. People need to work out how all these different component parts fit together. Um, New Zealand has a reputation of being underinsured um, by global standards. Um, and I don't think a lot of people think of insurance as retirement planning. And again, I think um, that's a, a more holistic approach and it needs to happen. Uh, with providers, um, uh, I made some remarks around our investor confidence survey that picked up on the fact that people in KiwiSaver and term deposits weren't confident they're not actively engaged. They often actually don't regard those things as investments. They regard them as savings. Uh, they're not actually making decisions about what to do with uh, their KiwiSaver. You know, a scarily high proportion of people in KiwiSaver don't know what funds they're in. Uh, some of them don't know what providers they're with, and a fair few actually haven't noticed they're in KiwiSaver. So that, um, <laughs> that level of engagement is is really critical. So. Um, in addition to our really big push, which you would expect as a conduct regulator, for providers to put the customers first and to design products and deliver them in a way that responds to what the customers need, as opposed to what the customers will buy, which are often two extremely different things. Um, we also want the providers to really focus on the behavioral biases and make sure they're mitigating them rather than taking advantage of them. So that, that's very important. Um, product innovation, um, you know, we've heard a bit today about some of the stuff that's reasonably innovative. Um, I think it needs a lot more. 
I think the will is there. Um, I just think we have to make sure that barriers imposed by the legislation, uh, barriers uh, imposed by people's uh, kind of general inertia um, need to be broken down. Um, so I think the more um, relatively simple products that can be designed for retirement uh, is better. Um, and obviously we're encouraging where we can the, the development of a healthy financial advice industry that goes all the way from classic independent financial planning and financial advice to advice that's delivered from a mainstream uh, provider like a bank, uh, insurance company or a fund manager. Um, it needs to contain everything. Um, we're also looking hard at um, where we can under the Financial Markets Conduct Act. Lots of ways for small businesses to raise money in an easier way. Uh, lots of mechanisms in that legislation which ought to encourage the growth in the economy generally. And hopefully that will give people uh, more choice as to what to do with their investments um, and what to do with their money when they get, uh, get to re retirement. So I'll just sum up the major issues for us. Um, behavioural traits, understanding what they are, um, understanding how they're influenced by the way people are interacted with by the financial services industry. Um, the development of a healthy uh, and trusted mass market advice uh, sector uh, for those in retirement. Um, we have a survey going out relatively soon on advice at the point of retirement because we think this is one of the most critical um, areas for us to focus on. And you know, we'll be working very closely with other agencies in the room um, to make sure we, uh, we get to that. And I'll just leave you again with my, my last point, which is there's no one government agency or the government as a whole that's going to fix this. Right? So everyone has to work together and make sure that uh, people take a shared responsibility. We all acknowledge that there is a gap here and that a lot of people aren't getting advice and they're not getting financial planning. And we need to make sure that people are confident enough and willing to go and ask for help. So I think that's incumbent on everybody in this room to, uh, to encourage that. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for another Show Me The Money. Produced by the Commission for Financial Capability, helping Kiwis build wealthy lives.